This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. Welcome to the program with a unique focus on helping Canadians avoid probate. The one thing everyone should know about probate is that it's not inevitable. With some planning and good advice, you can avoid the exhausting, expensive and time-consuming probate process and have your affairs settled quickly and privately. Speaking of good advice, here are your hosts of Avoid Probate. Good morning, Zoomer listeners. Welcome to the Avoid Probate Show and welcome to spring. We're glad you're here joining us this morning on this beautiful Sunday with the world-famous Ted Wallachin. Ted, happy spring. Good morning and a happy spring to you. Spring is sprung. The grass is riz. I wonder where the <laughs> gas price is. <laughs> wow, did you just do that off the top of your head? That was good. Yeah, I actually stayed up all night. Oh, working on it? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know me, I'm dedicated. Uh, I know, uh, well. I'm so happy the spring is finally arriving. Now, I, and and I, don't, I don't mislead myself by thinking that just because uh, spring has arrived, that suddenly I'm going to be wearing short sleeve shirts and, and losing golf balls, the course. Because as you know, some of the worst winter storms that we've had or spring sure. just st- storms that we've had. Yep. Snowstorms have, ha- yep. have, have happened in March, you know, where suddenly it's like, what? I know. And I also know that some of the hottest days we get are in September. Because yeah. I, rem- I remember moving into a residence on these blistering hot days. It was there was no elevator. Speaking of short sleeves and golf balls, you know, I have a friend who only wears shorts all year round. I think everybody knows one of those guys. There's there's um, somebody in the plaza near my house here in Streetsville who's always walking around, but he wears like a like a, like a ski jacket <laughs> and, and, and shorts. And shorts, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know it's weird. Anyway, I know that I'm assuming you've you've been called. A few things over the years, but I'm wondering if you've ever been called a bibliomaniac. No. <laughs> it is International Bibliomania Day. And of course, I had to look it up because I don't know what it meant either. Bibliomania can be a symptom of obsessive compulsive disorder, which involves the collecting or even hoarding of books to the point where social relations or health are damaged. Well, I knew a bibliophile was, was a book collector. I didn't know there was such a thing as bibliomania. I've never heard the term in any of its uh, iterations. Bibliomania, just the last uh, thought here, is not to be confused with bibliophilia, which is the psychologically healthy love of books, and as such is not considered a clinical psychological disorder. So I'm glad to hear you don't have that particular clinical psychological disorder, Ted. You can't have them all. <laughs> well, I guess not. So you got to pick and choose, right? Yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention is, I guess this goes hand in hand with the start of spring, but apparently it's also the International Day of Happiness. So I don't think that's a coincidence that the International Day of no. Happiness and spring no. happens at the same time. Do we know? Like, is it, it's, it's eight o'clock, just after eight o'clock in the morning right now. Mm-hmm. Do we know what time? Is it actually spring yet, or is it happening like? I believe it's. Uh, oh, no, I don't know exactly when, but it's, it's not yet. I think it's in the I, afternoon. 
I guess we could have looked it up, but I didn't bother to do that. But anyway, I know it's coming. If it hasn't happened, if it hasn't arrived already, it's arriving today. And that's the main thing. One more thing, kind of a different topic. It's also World Frog Day. And I had Excellent. to share that. I had to share. Do you like frogs? I, I, you know, I had a friend, a late friend who uh, we used to golf together. He had this uncanny fear of frogs. Well, that's frogs. Yeah. And, and we would be walking by the water's edge, searching for a golf ball, an errantly struck golf ball. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, you know, if, if you put your foot down too hard, a frog would jump out. Of course. Small frogs, not big, big <laughs> mothers, just a little tiny frog. And it would just freak him right out. Freak him right out. Yeah. Well, I have a recent story kind of like that. Uh, we told the listeners I was in Costa Rica not that long ago, like our producer Kelly was. Not the same trip, unrelated. Anyway, needless to say, we spent a lot of time in the pool whilst in Costa Rica because it was really hot. And in Spanish, uh, one of our friends said something about, oh, look, there's a frog. And this other friend that was in the pool, I she like bolted, like she put a jetpack on her back and screamed as she's bolting out of the water. And she later, and it was the funniest thing. Well, I think it was funny. She didn't think it was funny. And she was mm. saying, she was explaining later that she thought, because she didn't even bother to look back. She thought the frog was in the water coming to attack her. And she's like, like your friend, she's got a, a thing about frogs. I didn't know it was a thing, but I guess it is. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of snakes. Ah, they don't bother me. Uh, they bother me. I know. Yeah, I've heard I know some you. people get so creeped up by spiders. And oh yeah, spiders don't really bother me that much. They don't bother me either. They I mean, I don't problem. think it's, I think if I lived in Australia, I have a different opinion. Uh huh. Yeah. Because in Australia, those friendly little spiders can kill you in about three and a half seconds. There's probably some big frogs in Australia too. Uh, oh, and and the frog in Spanish is rana, rana, R A N A. Just so you know. But oh, in Ukrainian, it's Jaba. Really? Jabba. You making that up? Okay. No, why am I making it up? Well, it sounds like you made you it up. I went to Ukrainian school for 12 years, so I get <laughs> make up frog? I guess not. Let's focus here. We're going to talk about some probate yep. stuff. We have a jam-packed show as usual. We're not going to get to all of it. I know that for sure. By the and way, by the I, way so- I just wanted to mention something, because when we come back, as as, as is my want, I, I will give out the address and the phone numbers for people yeah. to contact you, because... I still run into people every once in a while who say, yeah, why don't you give out your address or your email, phone number? Yeah, I know. I hear it too. So okay. for, those of you, for those of you who are looking to contact Jason, either via phone or email, I'm going to give you the information regarding those two forms of communication when we return. And I talked to a guy, just to your point, who told me he couldn't even find me on the internet. And avoidprobate.ca is the number one result on a Google search in Ontario. If you Google probate Ontario, avoidprobate.ca is number one in the results. So I don't know what he was doing. But anyway, that said, top up your tea and coffee, listeners. Glad you're here with us this morning on the Avoid Probate Show. We're going to take our first break. We'll be right back. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Good afternoon, friends. We are gathered here to remember, insert your name, and we're heartbroken because, insert your name, did not avoid probate. So the loved ones of, insert your name, have to wait a long time for what rightfully is theirs. I see I've made you cry. 
Recent changes in law make probate slower, more complicated, and more expensive. Don't make it harder for your loved ones. Avoid probate.ca. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to, and we very much appreciate that you are, the Avoid Probate Show. And you can contact, as I mentioned, Jason at info at avoidprobate.ca. Info at avoidprobate.ca or toll free 1-844-667-7628. 1-844-667-7628. And Jason will get back to you as soon as he is capable of doing so. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for that. So before we get to the the, the meat and potatoes here about uh, the, the avoid probate stuff that we're going to talk about today, I just wanted to switch back real quick to this bibliomania thing, because I know, Ted, that you do read a lot of books because you have to prep for all the interviews that you do for your podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And you were, you were talking about how many books you've been reading. So have you happened that we, we, there was a period of time we had about five or five or six guests in the course of two months who had all written memoirs. Hmm. So you have to read them. You can't, you can't yeah. fake it. Have you, uh, have you completed the Ted Walsh and memoirs? No, I'm no, not yet. Who's going to read that? <laughs> I was just going to say, I'd buy that because you know, you've got a, you've got an interesting story. All right. The morning show, CFRB, all the other stations you've been at, all that stuff, mm-hmm. all the, uh, radio personalities and uh, special interviews you've done over the decades that made you um, world famous, right? All right. Mm. Um, so we talked about the fact that it's spring. Yay. That's good. Uh, do you know what else? Kelly um, says she'd read it too. Oh, that's right. There's two copies. Okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe Moses would buy one too. You know what happens uh, when it's springtime? Springtime equals tax season. And we are in tax season for sure, because uh, if you're an individual, and I'm, I'm assuming most of our listeners are individuals, as opposed to business owners or self-employed, um, your taxes are due April 30th. And you were saying during the commercial break, Ted, do you think that's a weekend? That's a Saturday? April 30th? April 30th I, is, in fact. Uh, I, I didn't look. It's, it's a Saturday, which which my guess then is that they will they would move that forward. Or is that backwards? Yeah. It's backwards. No, no. To uh, May 2nd, the Monday, the first Monday, May the 2nd. Oh, I guess you could say move it backwards. Well, they wouldn't make, they wouldn't move it forward. Yeah, that is actually moving it backwards. It's as yep. strange okay. as it sounds. I get it. I get yeah. it. Well, I'm not an accountant yeah. um, or a lawyer. I get that question a lot when people call or, or write to us. But I am part of the Avoid Probate team, as are you, of course, and Kelly. And on the team, uh, we have lawyers and accountants who are able and willing to do what they're trained to do. So together... We can cover all the aspects of tax and estate planning, including avoiding the probate as much as possible. And when we get calls from listeners after someone has passed, which unfortunately does happen, I mean, not the passing part. Well, that's unfortunate, too. It's just unfortunate that people call after the fact instead of before, because that's when we can avoid the probate. Anyway, that's that's when you know the team can do what the team needs to do to help settle the estate and deal with any probate that is owing to the province. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we've covered all the bases here. So I was uh, reading up recently, Money Sense Magazine is a popular industry magazine for advisors. They've come out with their annual income tax 
uh, edition because, like I said, it's tax season. Oh, and I should finish that thought about the deadline. If you are self-employed, the deadline, I believe, is June 15th. June 15th. I don't know what day of the week that falls on either. But my understanding, and I stand to be corrected on this, is even though you have until June 15th to file, you still have to pay taxes owing by April 30th or May 2nd if it happens to get uh, moved because it's a weekend. Okay, we're going to talk about a little bit more uh, income tax stuff, but I but I have to stress, how is this connected to probate? Good question. We all often get the, the question when people say, okay, so you've helped me avoid the probate. Does that mean I don't have to pay taxes? Or, or what, what's the taxation going to be like on the account when I pass now that we're avoiding probate? And I have to remind people, whatever Revenue Canada does, CRA, Revenue Canada, it's got nothing to do with avoiding probate at the provincial level. Remember, probate is a provincial matter. I call it the provincial death tax. Uh, The province doesn't like that term. But hey, it's a tax on your estate, on the value of the estate, on the date, based on the value of that estate on the date of death. That is the value that's used to calculate what, what the pound of flesh is, what the value is that you have to pay to the minister, the provincial Minister of Finance and mm-hmm. Revenue Canada couldn't care less. It doesn't change, you know, how anything is taxed federally. So that's important to understand. Uh, this Money Sense magazine article starts off by saying the year 2021 has been a year about money, from the latest crypto to inflation. Uh, we all hopefully are aware that inflation numbers are going up, to housing prices, to taxes. While money trends can go up and down or up and up for certain matters, taxes can be more predictable if you're prepared. This year's Money Sense Income Tax Guide includes the things you need to know, the deadline for filing your 2021 return, which tax brackets you fall into, COVID-related tax breaks. That's obviously relatively new and not everybody I'm sure is familiar with what that looks like. Uh, Often missed tax deductions and more. And I love this uh, last line of the paragraph, it says, And if you've yet to file for the previous year, (laughs) here's our 2020 income tax guide, dot, 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 no judgment. Well, you'd be surprised how many people um, have not filed. I would not not be surprised. I've read the stats on it. And what's interesting to your point is because of COVID, the number of people who have not filed is considerably higher than usual. And I don't, I don't know. I don't really understand uh, how COVID, I don't know what COVID has to do with that or why. You would think that if people are home bored looking for something to do because they can't go out, they might do their taxes, but I guess not. I think um, it has. It probably has to do with the fact that, that they just feel that, that their monies are, they've made so, so little money that there's no need to file. Well, maybe that's what some people are thinking. Uh, it doesn't work that way. As you know, uh, you've got to file. Even if you don't owe taxes, you got to file. And let's talk about I, I that. Know for a that. Yeah, I know you do. So the article goes on. I thought this was interesting. And by the way, what, the other reason I wanted to talk about this today is because I want the listeners to know, as I touched on before in the opening, if you have tax questions, if you have tax problems, if you want to know how tax plays a part in the estate plan, call us. Let me know. Email me, call me. I'll be happy to provide that information for you. I'd be happy to even. Uh, flip you over a copy of this article, uh, the Money Sense article. I'm sure you could probably find it online. That's where I found it. 
the article goes on to say that we'll come back and talk about this after the, the first break or the next break, I should say. CRA may be watching you in ways that you probably are not aware of. And I'm going to list what some of these things are. And some of them I, caught me by surprise, really. And it's something I hadn't really thought about. So we'll talk about how the tax man is watching you when we get back from this break. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. My name is Marilyn and I avoided probate. Our story begins when Marilyn paid a visit to her mom's bank. She noticed something odd. She had 100% of her money tied up in GICs, making 1%. It wasn't enough to sustain her. She was dipping into her capital big time. Marilyn wanted to disperse the money for her mom's needs as she ages. She had acquired power of attorney. No, you can't do anything with her accounts. They're in her name. And that was that. I was overwhelmed by everything. I didn't know what to do. That's when Jason from avoidprobate.ca stepped in. There was a sense of urgency because Marilyn's mother is no spring chicken. This process takes time, and I didn't know how much time we had. He walked me through what I should do when I went to the bank, what I should say to them. Not only that, Jason went with Marilyn to the bank. They weren't happy that I was sitting across the table from them in the office, and they knew that we were trying to move this money. But I knew that we had a right to do that, and that it was the right thing to do. Persistence paid off, and we got the transfer done in time. So many seniors have these GICs at the bank. They will be probated. They will be frozen. They're paying next to nothing. And they're locked in with maturity dates. It drives me crazy. I don't understand why anybody buys these things. There are much better options out there. And sometimes we can do this transfer at no cost to the account holder. Should you get in touch with avoidprobate.ca? Anybody who has non-registered accounts at the bank needs to look into the services we provide at avoidprobate.ca because, by definition, you can't put a beneficiary on a non-registered account at the bank. You can put a beneficiary on a non-registered account at an insurance company. The rules are different. I felt that the banks thought I was a thief, but Jason made me feel so much better. I know we've done the right thing. Call us at avoidprobate.ca on the toll-free number, but call us before your mom or dad passes away. That's when we can help you. Have the conversation with your parents and avoid probate like Marilyn did with avoidprobate.ca. Call 1-844-667-7628. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. You are listening to the Avoid Probate Show with Ted Wallace and Jason Laidler from Avoid Probate. And once again, the information we provide week in this program is for general consumption only, not intended to provide particular legal or investment advice. Every situation is different. So if you have legal or investment questions, speak with a licensed expert, or of course, you can contact Jason, info at avoidprobate.ca or toll-free 1-844-667-7628, Jason. Yeah, or if you have tax questions, we don't often talk about income tax reporting uh, very often, but because as I mentioned, it is uh, the season, welcoming spring and welcoming or maybe not welcoming uh, the tax season. So I, I said before the break that uh, Revenue Canada, the tax man is spying on you. Well, I mean, let's talk about that for a second. So first of all, the article goes on to refer to social media. And that's 
you know, it's a powerful tool these days and it's never been more powerful than it is. And it says any of your open social media accounts are publicly accessible and some posts could prompt a CRA investigation into your financial life. Mm -hmm. From the CRA's point of view, this is a legitimate practice on their part because posts on social media really aren't private. How does this work? For example, say you just bought a new $85,000 sailboat and are boasting about it by posting a photo of it on Facebook. The CRA could see this and then check it against what you declared as income last year. And this accountant uh, who's quoted, I won't name him, says, quote, if you declared 40,000 in annual income or a modest amount, they're going to be suspicious and they're going to come calling. So that's uh, social media is something you got to worry about if you're if you're not playing by the by the tax rules. The other thing that they're doing, this and is what thing I, too, people have to understand that if you post something on social media, this is this is always being taught, especially to young kids. If you, you post something and you think, oh, I shouldn't have done that was stupid. And then, <laughs> then you re- erase it. You haven't erased it. You can I, never erase it. Sure, it's always sure. there. It's up there floating in a cloud. Literally, that's what they call it, the cloud. So yeah. you, once once you said it, you said it. You're more of a social media guy than I am, Ted. We've talked about this off the air before because you're doing a lot of social media work to promote your podcast, the Ted Walton podcast, and listeners can find that wherever they find their podcasts. I have to admit, like I'm 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 really not a social media guy, but I'm a business owner, so for business reasons, avoidprobate.ca has a social media presence. I actually pay IT people to manage that because A, I have no idea how to do it, and B, I have no desire to do it. So I don't even know what's out there about avoidprobate.ca when it comes to social media. But I can tell you this, once in a while we get a call, and I, and I from time to time like to ask people, thanks for calling, how'd you hear about us? It's good to know um, the feedback. And once in a while, they'll say, um, I saw something on Facebook. And I'm like, holy smokes. Okay, well, that's interesting. I guess the social media people are doing what they're supposed to be doing. But that's not me. Well, it kind of is me, but you know what I mean? Yep. The other thing, okay, well, it's kind of like social media, I guess. But the other way that uh, the tax man could be spying on you is with regard to your sales and purchases on Kijiji, Etsy, eBay, Amazon, etc., and of mm-hmm. course, with COVID, right, Amazon sales like went went ballistic because nobody could go shopping. Right. And and so it says here, is your passion for vintage furniture really a hobby? Or are you running a small business from your living room and not declaring the profits on your tax return? To compare this data would take years in the old days, says this accountant. Uh, now the CRA can data mine these non-traditional sources of info in a heartbeat pretty much whenever they like. They are a collection agency with police-like powers. So they can, you know, they're tracking your online purchases potentially, or maybe online sales or all of the above. Uh, Also with regard to bank accounts and investments, that's something uh, near and dear to us because hopefully we we're moving money from bank accounts where you cannot have a beneficiary on the non-registered account over to an investment portfolio at an insurance company where the rules are different. This is the solution at avoidprobate.ca. Well, part of the solution, the easy part. And as I keep mentioning, um, if you're under the age of 85, the transfer costs you nothing. So we are solving this problem for you uh, quite inexpensively most of the time. The article says, to spot undeclared taxable interest, dividend, and capital gains income, the CRA has access to info from all 
all Canadian financial institutions. They can also determine if you've exceeded your TFSA and RSP contributions and penalize you accordingly. And the well, penalty. Did the government know that as you, as you were making your deposits to your TFSA? Well, they do know it. Uh, they don't know it like, you know, the day you make the deposit. It's not like a, a notice goes off in Revenue Canada's office saying Ted made a deposit today to his TFSA. Right. But but they get well as as it says there's there's reporting by all Canadian financial institutions to the government there's actually uh, it's being beta tested right now whereby the day's coming where you don't have to do your tax return it's going to be done automatically because if revenue canada has your t4 like let's assume you're working and you get a t4 from your employer mm. yeah. and they have your t4 rsp slip so yeah. those two those, and if those are the only two slips they know they yeah, but how do you know what my expenses are? Your expenses aren't deductible unless you have a business. And regular employees who are employees. You have, have medical expenses. Oh, you might have. Yeah, absolutely. You might have medical expenses. Good point. But I guess you can make an adjustment if that's the case. But they are beta testing this uh, automated uh, tax filing service. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, it's something, maybe it's going to be something you can opt in for if you, you know, qualify and you don't have a complicated tax return, maybe you can opt right. in and then not have to do the work. But speaking of doing the work, the, the last uh, part of the uh, article about income tax stuff here or, or how the taxman can be spying on you deals with capital gains from condo and real estate sales. So we all know uh, house market, house, house housing prices are crazy. This accountant uh, quoted in the article says, in the old days, I had to go to the registry office to find out when a piece of real estate had been bought and sold. Not anymore. The internet changes the game. Now the CRA can look at the, all the real estate transactions and easily flag suspicious transactions. What are they looking for? Condo flippers, real estate sales where the owner hasn't declared capital gains and paid the appropriate taxes. Multiple property ownership where the taxpayer isn't also declaring rental income is another trigger for investigation. So all this uh, technology, I guess it's making the, the tax man's job easier than mm-hmm. it was before. So I guess you'd like to think tax revenues are going up as a result of this. I heard someone say uh, Revenue Canada, I'm, and I know it's the CRM, I'm, I'm old fashioned, I still can't help myself. I call it Revenue Canada sometimes. I'm talking about the Canada Revenue Agency, CRA. Uh, they just like, bolstered they boosted up the number of auditors by like 300 percent. now that i did not fact check that but the analogy that i heard that's i find that staggering yeah well i guess that's why it was in the news and the the other uh, reference to this hiring blitz was was uh comparing it to the canadian army and apparently there's more tax tax revenue agents now than we have army people which you know, I guess it's its own, it's its, it's, its own army, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if it's, I'm not sure which army you'd rather go up against. Okay. Good yeah. All right. Well, that's a lot of info, maybe about tax stuff, income tax stuff. Again, it is the avoid probate show. I mean, it, it kind of goes hand in hand. Certainly when you're doing an estate plan, taxes are a big deal. And I'm actually going to uh, talk about that again, because I've got a a mailbag letter that I think I might actually jump into because it's going to be lengthy. So maybe what we'll do right now is we'll just take a few minutes 
and jump into the mailbag early. Normally we wait till uh, after this segment's over, but like I said, I have a feeling this one's going to take a while and I've got lots of mailbag stuff and I know it's a popular segment. So I'm going to, I'm just going to jump in right here with this uh, email that I received from a regular emailer. And, and I've actually uh, talked about this person's emails before. I don't know if it was, I don't think it was last week. It was a couple of weeks ago. And this person starts off by saying, uh, Jason, I think you're providing a valuable service, especially in answering listeners' written questions. So we'll do that. Like just if anything you got, anything that's on your mind, fire off an email and we'll answer it for you. No problem. So I, I said, thank you. We are trying hard to let people know that there can be low cost ways to avoid a lot of time, trouble and money. And of course, by that, I'm referring to the, the probate nightmare. Uh, so I'll skip down. It goes question one. These number of the questions here uh, regarding the tax upon death of the policyholder of the seg funds held with an insurance company. Will the total value of the funds held by the insurance company be added to the taxable portion of the final tax form of the deceased, similar to what occurs to a RIF, RIF, with beneficiaries? So the RIF, right, is the matured version of the RSP when you turn 71. Uh, converting the RSP to a RIF is one of your options, and that's by far the most common option. And my answer to this question says, I'm reading off my email, my reply, it says, it depends on the registration status of the investment. RIF values are taxed because income tax has never been paid on the funds inside the RIF. I want to just make sure that's clear. Yeah. Right? The money inside your RSP is money you've never paid income tax on, which is why it creates an income tax deduction. If you, you know, RSP's, RSP season's over. We talked about that weeks ago. But if you make an RSP contribution and you've prepaid your taxes because your employee, your employer withholds tax at source, which is what happens, then Revenue Canada says, okay, we know you made an RSP contribution to save for your retirement doing that. Here is the tax back that we taxed you on the money that you just put into your RSP because that's what RSP contributions do. They give you a tax deduction. And so you don't pay income tax on those dollars. And the whole time they're in the RSP, you don't pay any tax. And even when the RSP becomes a RIF, you don't pay any tax. You pay the tax finally when it comes out, whether it comes out of the RSP, which happens. Some people pull money out for various reasons, whatever, anytime they need it. Uh, or the RIF forces you to make withdrawals, again, whether you need the income or not. And when that money comes out of the RIF, it's taxed as earned income. And if you die, when you die, the whole RIF is taxed as earned income because, like I said, it's never been taxed before. And you could have had dollars in those investment accounts for, I don't know, 50 years, right? If you made the contribution when you were 25 and you died at the age of 75, mm -hmm. that's a long time for that dollar to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow without any tax being paid on it. So that's the, that's why RIFs and RSPs are completely 100% taxed at death. And that's the TFSA, of course, just to finish the answer here, and then we'll, we'll take a quick break and finish this uh, email. There's a few other questions I want to get to. The rest of my answer says TFSA funds would not be taxed. That's what a TFSA is, right? The tax-free savings account. There's no tax right. Right. When, when anything comes out of the TFSA. Sorry. But, with, but as opposed to RSP, a TFSA is, is limited to the amount that you can invest. Well, both of them have limits. Absolutely. Oh, and yeah. But, 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 but that, a, a lot, lot larger limit on, on, on RSP. 
Uh, depends on how much money you make. Depends on how much you earn. Depends on what your carry forward is. Uh, if you've if you've maxed out already or not. Depends on if you have a pension adjustment. Teachers have a pension adjustment because you don't get both. You get the pension or the RSP. The RSP is the pension plan for people who don't have a pension plan. Right. You, you don't get both. So the last comment uh, here, real quick, uh, as far as non-registered funds go, non-registered funds, and again, that's the money that causes the biggest problem with probate because you can't put a beneficiary on the non-registered funds at the bank. Only the growth would be taxed. So, you know, it's very straightforward. You put a hundred thousand bucks into the investment, it grows to $110,000. That's the day you die. The $10,000 would then be taxed. The $10,000 of growth would then be taxed as a capital gain, but it's only, it's not taxed until you create a tax event and dying is one way to create a tax event. Okay, there's a few more questions in this email. I've got a couple other quick uh, mailbag stories to get to. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back and we'll finish the, the mailbag. Thank you. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1 844 667 7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Avoid Probate Show with Ted Walsh and Jason Laidler. You can get a hold of Jason during the week at 1-844-667-7628 or email is info at avoidprobate.ca. All right, let's... uh pick up where we left off with this uh, listener's email uh, with a few questions on it. Uh, question number two says it's a question regarding the guaranteed value of the fund. And remember, like one of the other advantages to transferring the funds from the bank over to the insurance company is you do get death benefit guarantees that the bank can't provide. So the question is, can you avoid having a guaranteed value return upon death of the fund? Can you avoid it? If not, by reducing it to 75%, does that reduce the cost of the MER? The MER is the annual uh, fee charged by the insurance company or the bank. Every fund has an MER, management expense ratio, MER. Does it reduce the MER if you reduce the death benefit coverage? I'm assuming the guaranteed value comes from a portion of the MER, to which I respond, you are assuming correctly. The lowest guaranteed value option is the 75% option which happens to be the only option available if you are over the age of 85. Right now, I don't know the age of this uh, listener, so that's why I put that in there. I added that I use a 100% death benefit option every chance that I get because it helps to take the worry out of market volatility. You have a 100% death benefit guarantee. You can sleep better at night, i.e. wars in Europe, right? Market volatility, and I just wanted to use that to just uh, say real quick, you know, we are getting some calls from... Uh, clients who are concerned about what's happening in the markets lately because of what's happening overseas. And I, all I can say is it's temporary. There's no doubt in my mind it's temporary. The markets are going to recover. There's no doubt in my mind about that either. And I also remind them that if they have the 100% death benefit guarantee, really, it doesn't really matter unless you need to use that money the next week or so. And one lady even joked about it. She said, yeah, I get it. She said, so I have, to, but I have to die to get my money back. So kind of, but not really. Don't worry about it. If you if you have concerns, call me. Plowing through here, next question on the tax-free death benefit. How is the amount of the death benefit determined? Is it the total value of the seg funds viewed as a tax benefit and therefore not added to the final tax return? 
or is it a percent of the value of the funds? How is this death benefit being paid by the policyholder, i.e. from a portion of the MER? My answer is the death benefit is either 75% or 100% of the capital that was invested, including amounts that have been reset using the annual reset feature that allows you to lock in your gains. We've talked about this many times, you know, another perk to having the investments at the insurance company. When you have a good year, which so far is not 2022, I get it, but 2021 certainly was a good year and mm-hmm. you could have locked in uh, the gains from 2021. Yes, the cost of the guarantee is part of the MER. So it is behind the scene, it's a behind the scene fee that comes off the top of the gross return on the investment. Returns are always reported net of fees. That's something else that's important to understand. When you see your investment statement at the end of the year or mid-year or whatever, and it says, okay, you made 8% or 12% for whatever the time period is. Well, that's great. That's great. That's the that's what you got after the fee for the financial institution came off the top. So really, maybe you made 14. Maybe you made 14.5. And it's showing you a 12 because they're taking two and a half off the top. Uh, I think the, there's one more question here. Yes, it says question on fees and your commission it says the annual fees charged by the insurance company for managing the seg funds and the benefits mentioned in the other questions can run from four to eight percent based on the type of funds in the portfolio these are his words four to eight percent from what he's read therefore he says if i assume a six percent mer on a fund with a value of 100 grand and only earn seven percent i'm going to paraphrase this then he's really only seeing a one percent return That's his point. That's his question. I said in my response, I'd love to know where you got four to 8%. You are way off. The MER for the Industrial Alliance US Equity Fund, which happens to be the number one fund in the country and has returned approximately a 30% average return net of fees for the past 10 years. Now, what does that mean, net of fees? Like I said, the fee comes off the top. Right. So if I so if I say in this case thirty uh, percent average return, which is actually conservative, it's probably a little bit higher than that. After you've paid out, after you've paid your fees, right. the investor is getting in this case a thirty percent average return right. for a ten-year period, which is unbelievable. So the the fee on this to finish the thought is three point three two percent at the most. Three point three two at the most. And what do I mean by that? It can be had for less. It can be held for less if you only took the 75% death benefit guarantee instead of the 100% guarantee and or the total value of all the accounts you have within your household is greater than $300,000. That's not hard to do hmm. if you have you know a couple of people in their 70s uh, with some RSPs and some TFSAs, including their even their kids. If the kids live at the same address, we can pool the total value of those investments. And if it hits $300,000 or more, like I said, it's not very hard to do, mm-hmm. then you get a discount. You get a 25% discount on the fee. So that's why I wanted to point out that the maximum fee is 3.32. So it becomes a risk reward calculation. And then I just ask a bunch of hypothetical questions in my answer here. I said, what is the value of having the ability to lock in gains with the annual reset feature? What is the value of knowing that it doesn't matter if your fund values drop because of the conflict in Europe? What is the cost of leaving it at the bank and having it probated? We know it's one and a half percent off the top. 
plus how many thousands of dollars in legal fees, the cost of not getting your money for 10 months or more because it's stuck in the probate courts, the value in not having it locked into a GIC or something like that. That's my answer to, to that question. He just uh, goes on to say, thanks for pointing out on your broadcast that you receive a commission for your time and effort from the insurance company for working with clients as to oppose, as opposed to a fee directly from a customer. It, there is a fee. Let's be clear about this. There is a fee directly from a customer if the customer is over the age of 85. If they're not over the age of 85, it doesn't cost anything because the insurance company pays the advisor the commission. Perhaps you could take time in a future broadcast to discuss the MER fees charged by the insurance company, depending on the type of portfolio they choose. That's a good point. I think this will be very beneficial to all your listeners without going into great detail. If you have done such a broadcast in the past, I would appreciate knowing the date and try to find it in your archives to which I responded, noted, you might want to listen to the December 5th show. So as Ted mentioned, I believe uh, all the past shows are available as a, as a podcast. You can listen to them anytime you want. You go to the website, avoidprobate.ca. Right on the landing page, there is a button that says, listen to past shows. You click that button. It takes you to the list of past shows. And they're all yeah. dated. They're dated and, and named. And I keep saying they've got cheeky names. Oh, and I got to talk about that in a second too. But so December 5 is the show. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Something like, it's not all about the fees. I think that's what it's called. It's not just about the fees. Anyway, I said, let me know if that's helpful. Thank you for listening and for your questions and feedback. All good stuff. Okay. So that is good stuff. And I love that stuff. And, you know, I took, I took time to give him thoughtful, you know, answers to his questions because he took the time to write those questions out. Getting back to the podcast list, I got to tell you, um, we got a call from a listener. We'll just say his name's Bill. And Bill was scolding me, and rightfully so. <laughs> and why he was because, all right, so this you're hearing this show on, on the start of spring on, on Sunday morning, and it's all good. It's, it's March 20th. But this, it takes time for the live show, call it the live show, as you're hearing it live for the first time, it's being aired for the first time, it doesn't get put on the podcast list right away. That requires time and effort on my part, because there's work to do to fill out paperwork and have it posted. And the guy who gets the paperwork might not post it right away. You know what I'm saying? There's a lag. And so what's happened is we fell behind. I hold my hands up. I'm guilty. I dropped the ball in terms of keeping the podcast list up to date but I assured Bill, I think I said his name was Bill, I assured him I would get caught up. And I'm proud to say, Ted, we're caught up. So, well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. So not this show. This show will take a few days at least to be added to the list. But every show prior to March 20th should now be on that list, including the December 5th show which is about where we talk about fees in some detail. So I hope that makes sense. Apologies to anybody who was frustrated that they couldn't find a show that they wanted to, to find, but they're there now, I assure you. Okay, that's what I wanted to say about the, the podcast stuff. We are going to take our last break and we'll be right back right after this. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. 
And once again, joining me from Tom's Place, Tom Mahalik, 190 Baldwin in the heart of Kensington Market. The weather's warmed up significantly. Boy, you can smell weddings in the air, can't you, Tom? 100%, and our wedding business has been quite strong. And I would like to uh, tell our customers and friends that at Tom's Place, we know how to sell a tuxedo. A lot of the regular stores don't even carry tuxedos. Tom's Place has a great selection of fabulous and fantastic tuxedos at prices that we can all afford. You're looking for a peak lapel, a shawl lapel, a notch lapel, blue, black. Tom's Place has great selection. And at Tom's Place, we have the staff that are knowledgeable. We have the tailors to make sure that your clothing is ready on time. And if you're looking for your groomsmen, we have suits in seven or eight different colors that will suit them. So please, for all your wedding needs, come to Tom's Place, where we still have people picking up the phone and answering your questions and your call. No email, shmemail, your mail, whose mail, who's there, who's not there. We're in the store. All right, 190 Baldwin is where you'll find Tom's Place in the heart of Kensington Markets. Good afternoon, friends. We are gathered here to remember... Insert your name. And we're heartbroken because... Insert your name. ...did not avoid probate. So the loved ones of... Insert your name. ...have to wait a long time for what rightfully is theirs. I see I've made you cry. Recent changes in law make probate slower, more complicated, and more expensive. Don't make it harder for your loved ones. Avoidprobate.ca This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back. You're listening to Avoid Probate. Say it's Ted Walsh as well, Jason Laidler. Now, you know, we always talk about the guests that come up and the suggestions, and we're looking for your input as well. You may know someone that you think would be a good guest or a good topic. Please let us know, and we'll be happy to follow through if it works in the format. You know, that's it's a really good point, Ted. And when I'm having conversations with listeners who call in and tell me their horror story, and believe me, we hear them on a regular basis, I often say, hey, you, you need to be a guest on this show. And they're like, no way, not going to happen. And I said, well, we could do it anonymously. And, uh, you know, we haven't had any takers yet, but yeah, let's put the call out there. If you think you've got a probate story and we've done that, you know, we had Ron's story and we had somebody else's story, Liz's story, I believe, uh, at least, at least those two, maybe I think we've had more than that, but anyway, for sure, we would love to hear your story. Mm-hmm. And if, cause your story, it's I guarantee you, it's going to help other people. For sure. Because most people's stories are not unique. They may be unique to them, but the odds are if you're struggling with this problem, with this problem, someone else is as well. Yeah, that's right. I want to, uh, before we wrap up, just uh, shout out to, we have new avoidprobate.ca clients out of Uxbridge. Do you know where Uxbridge is, Ted? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, nor- it's north of the city and it's close Northeast. to my place. Yeah. Uh, lovely little town. So. Love it. Love it. Shout out to our newest clients in Uxbridge. And yeah, that's it for this week. Uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of your first day of spring. I want to say thanks to our producer, Kelly, for doing an awesome job. Now that she's back from her trip to Costa Rica, thanks to 
Ted Wallison for his decades of radio excellence. Thank you, Zoomers, for your time today. Uh, for sure, we value your time, and hopefully uh, you'll join us again on Sunday mornings here on the Avoid Probate Show on AM 740, Zoomer Radio. Ted, next week, same time, same bat channel. You bet. Have a great week. You've been listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.